0: Hey everyone, here is Dani Albudai with a brand new episode of the Ecom Show. And today I'm here with Garrett Peters, and he's one of the founders of uh, Duncan and Stone Paper Company. And this is a US-based stationery company and uh, a family business, actually two families, and I will ask that from Garrett besides other things. And in the past few years, since 2020, then when they launched, they focused on organic growth, and uh, I really like these type of brands because uh, I think, I you know, we can see so many brands who are VC funded or or uh, they just burn their money on ads and that's how they grow. So I'm a huge fan of organic. Hey Garrett, it's good to have you here. How are hey, you?
1: Thank you, Daniel. Great to have, great to be on, man. Thanks for having me.
0: So tell us more. Where are you based? And. Uh, yeah where are you based let's start yeah, there.
1: let's do it um i'm in a state uh in arkansas in the united states uh, i know that you have never been here based on our, our previous conversation but you should you should join sometime uh, come check it out but uh we're in arkansas in the us rocking and rolling
0: amazing so tell us more about the origin of the name yeah of your company
1: yeah for sure so Really, the uh, origin story of Duncan and Stone started uh, way before we launched in 2020. Um, but years years prior, leading up to 2020, um, Stephanie, my wife, uh, and two of our our best friends, Sarah and Garland, our co founders of the business. You know, we're doing life together. We're raising kids together. Um, you know, all sorts of things like that. And and Sarah, at the time, was running an Etsy business selling like invitations and different sorts of things on Etsy. Um, actually, she's super creative. And, you know, as we were looking at some of the things that she was selling, we started just to, to think about other stuff that's out there, you know, for, for them as two moms, with young kiddos, busy lives, they're trying to, you know, all these the childhood books that are out there, the things to capture memories and things like that were seemed overwhelming to them, like, I don't have time to do that. And and honestly, the, the products out there at the time were not good. And so we were just dreaming of different business ideas. And Sarah and Stephanie um, were really the originators of the products that we started selling. And like, hey, what if we launch some paper goods items like journals, keepsakes um, that people aren't selling? And uh, so that led us down that path. And the reason we landed on Duncan and Stone... Um, is the name of the brand. That's where Sarah and Stephanie met originally. So, here in Fayetteville where we live, they used to work together um at a at a uh, organization that was located on Duncan and Stone uh street here in Fayetteville. And so, you know, as we were talking thinking about the, you know, the brand and the idea of it, it all came back to that and and some of the, you know, the history of their friendship and relationship, and just you know, being best friends and moms, it kind of made sense to to land on that name. So that's kinda, that's the little bit of the orange origin, origin story behind the uh brand yeah. name.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I, it's also on the website, so actually, that's how I, I yeah. uh That's yeah, something very original, I think.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 a it's a cool story, and honestly, like as they were. Uh, working together, none, none, of, none of the, uh, you know, there's no business at the time. This was years and years ago. You know, they were just, you know, working, thinking about other, they're always, they're very, very creative, you know, and dreamers. And so they're like, what, what is out there? What can we do? So anyway.
0: Yeah. And uh, back then, did you imagine, did you dream about becoming an entrepreneur? So was it very purposeful or not at all? You enjoyed your life and your yeah. Just uh you look for something uh, as a side hustle, let's say.
1: That's a good question. That's a good question. Well, each of us, if you're talking to one of my co-founders, they'd probably have a different, you know, answer to that. But for me, my career had been working with Walmart and Sam's Club here in Northwest Arkansas where I live, and and I loved working with brands and I love the manufacturing side, I love the sales side, all that stuff. And so I I enjoyed the career I was I was heading down, but there was just I had been around some other entrepreneurs who started their own businesses or doing their own thing. And I always was intrigued by the idea for sure of like me personally going, okay, that I, I would, I would love to pursue that to see what would happen. You know, I never set out to say, Hey, I want to be an entrepreneur or like run my own business necessarily. But you know, when we started, when we started our business in 2019, as we were thinking about it, sourcing products, and we can get into any details you want on that, but by the time we launched, it was still a side hustle. You know, uh, I was working at home at the time when we launched and, you know, it was, it was a side hustle for me personally until 2021 for Sarah and Stephanie as stay at home moms, like just trying to start a business on the side. It was, it's always been kind of this side hustle for them as they're raising kids and, and juggling those things. And so um, it kind of just came together, you know, as we launched the business and it started growing, I got more and more passionate about it and invested in it and saw the potential in it. So I just continued to have more and more time um, put into the business. And and it finally became clear, like, this is something I need to do, you know, full time.
0: Yeah, I really like how you told this to to us, uh, to the listeners and to me, because, uh, yeah, many people, they think that they must find their passion and once they find it, then you know, they are done and they can build a career. But actually you just said that you find passion in building mm. a business and yeah it and before you had passion for something else, for other brands. Mm-hmm. So actually it shifted by time. Yeah. And I think that's something that uh, more people should hear that when you start out a business or a new thing, probably you hate it. You don't yeah. have any yeah. passion, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's What's, so it's true, man. It is so true and every, You know, every business is different. Everyone's story is different. Right. But, you know, what I I had a few good friends tell me as we were launching our business very early on, you know, 2020, they they gave me the wisdom advice to just say, man, just just work on it nights, weekends, you know, as much as you can outside of your normal work, you know, time. And that was the path I took. You know, there's some people that have a business idea and they're going for it, you know, and they're jumping in full time and quitting their job immediately, which is, which is fine. No, no, no worries. But like for me, I needed to make sure that it was actually a sustainable, but like, you know, Hey, is this actually a real thing? You know, what am I getting myself into? Because I think there's also wisdom in that as well, you know? So we were just hustling as much as we can to get it going. And then by the time, you know, 2021 is when I've officially left my, my, my job full time to, to come onto the business it was like a little bit, there was some stability and a little bit of momentum and growth already in the business, which was nice. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how did you start selling the products? That's a good
1: question, man. Yeah. When we, when we were, you know, so rewind back to 2019, you know, that was kind of the year that I say we were that the idea or the, the business plan, if you will, of Duncan and stone was kind of starting was, was that, was that year. And, you know, for us, we we kind of thought that we we knew we wanted to be an online, you know, brand. So that was kind of step one. Was like, hey, let's let's build an e-commerce business. Um, that was which none of us knew anything about e-commerce, by the way. <laughs> like, I, none of us knew outside of like we shop online, you know. Um, yeah. But we said, let's let's build an online business, and that's kind of the path we went on. And for us that looked like starting on Amazon, actually. So our, our, our business basically is the same today as it was when we started. We sell on Amazon, we sell on Etsy and we sell on our website. You know, um, uh, we have a Shopify store uh, for our website. So f- good friends of mine who worked on Amazon, like businesses or agencies, you know, kind of g- gave me a lot. I had so many people give me guidance and help, you know, early on, but that was the, for, for better or worse, you know, that's kind of how we started, um, you know, selling on Amazon. We just figured that was the best way to get the reach and audience, like with an unknown brand, you know, hey, let's let's put it on Amazon where most people are shopping, um, you know, at least in the U.S. market. So let's let's do that and get a registered brand. And we had our trademark early on. And so we had some some really good direction on how to establish yourself as a brand on Amazon. And so that's kind of how we started. And then from there. We grew our Etsy and website, biz, uh, you know, side of the business as well over time. But, you know, for better or worse, we're like, let's let's do it and let's start on Amazon and see what
0: happens. Yeah, that traffic is already given on Amazon, and mm-hmm. I read this somewhere that Amazon has a conversion rate of fifteen percent, which is crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, pages. So, I'm not
1: surprised, man. We just weren't smart enough at the time, like. I, you know, we just, we made the decision and we can, you mentioned this earlier, Daniel, but we made the decision of, we wanted to have four owners of our business and we yeah. want to have kind of full control of what we were doing. If that meant we were small for a long time, then so be it. Like we just didn't want to bring anybody into it. Now we outsource and we have a lot of people we work with now and, and outsource a lot of our work, but we just weren't smart enough or had the know-how or partners to figure out how to launch a business through like your website. Like yeah. we had no Instagram knowledge or TikTok knowledge or all these things to be like, okay, we have this big idea and we're going to drive all this traffic to our website immediately and start selling beaucoups of journals. None of us had a game plan for that. And so it was you know, I wish we honestly wish we did (laughs) because I wish that, uh, I wish honestly in some way we were, we were driving more traffic through our website, but it's slow. It's growing over time for sure. But, um, anyway, like we, we have internal debates on, on some of that stuff, but, um, it worked out, you know, launching on Amazon has been amazing. They've, it's been a great platform for us since day one. So.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm sure. And, uh, now for the shopify store what marketing channels do you use to get traffic
1: yeah we've been from from early on we started doing google ads facebook ads instagram all that stuff we've we've dabbled with some TikTok stuff and and tried to get into that over last year um you know as 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 that's another growing channel it seems in the us But, but excuse me we've been we've been doing a lot of that now we've also invested a lot into email marketing, you know, and we have tons of automation set up on our website or, or through our email marketing list that we've grown over time, which has become a big, you know, channel for us as far as revenue goes. So as that's, as that's grown. So, but a lot of ads we've doing, we are doing less and less over time. I'll tell you that. Like, um, just cause we see more and more like, so much so many of our customers are finding us through Amazon and places like that. And so we're almost using that in some ways as like our acquisition strategy in some way of, of, you know, because it costs a little more, you know, to acquire customers on Amazon. And so we'd rather invest there. And we've we've done a lot more work in the last six months as like SEO type of work and organic type of things to help people get find us on our website. So over time we're doing less and less ads, but that's how we started, you know, is, is yeah, yeah. finding people doing, doing ads on social media.
0: That's interesting. So you want to rely more on organic in the future? Mm-hmm. Ideally, find- ideally, you know,
1: I, I that's mm-hmm. a, uh, a thing that I feel like we're learning more and more about, but I mean, it seems from my very limited perspective and, and understanding of how our business has been working over the years is, the more that we sell, the more that we're out there, the more that people know about us, and we just yeah. kind of have this organic momentum of sorts mm-hmm. that people are now under seeing us and finding us. It's hilarious to me, actually. I'm like, how do these? What do you mean, ten thousand people visited our website? You know, this month I don't even understand that. Like, who, how are they finding us? It's just so bizarre to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. You know what I mean?
1: But you know, yeah. however they're finding us, I'm fine. I'm happy about it, but. I would love over time to not have to be spending money, you know, in ads and whatever it may be uh, for people to find out about, about our business. But that's, you know, that's something we're learning more and more about because for us as still a small growing brand in the U S it's like, we needed more people to know what Duncan and stone is, you know, that don't already. And so that's the, you know, that's a million dollar question for us is like, well, how do we, how do we get in front of more, more and more people? Does that mean we spend more? Is that, you know, what are some of those levers that we could, that we could uh, pull to, in order to do that? So we're constantly thinking about it. And and even just asking, you know, experts like you in the field and others, like, Hey, we're in this position a few years into this business. Like how do we get more, you know, customers and drive traffic, you know?
0: how about just spending more on ads while you get more organic creatures uh, you know so it's not a do both not, and not an or question but yeah. and. Do an both. and question yeah do
1: both is that is that what you're saying
0: yeah 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 because uh, I know what you mean but yeah may, maybe you are limiting yourself by not spending on it especially probably
1: do, uh, probably yeah. yeah I mean you're you're probably right I mean yeah that's we'll, we'll need to do that
0: just an idea just I'm an idea not,
1: i like it I, i'm i'm open man i'm open to ideas
0: i'm not an ads expert ah. you know? <laughs> yeah, me am. either me <laughs> either i'm more into emails so mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, actually before yeah i have a, f- a lot of questions but yeah. sms marketing is it something that you use sms, well? SMS? Yes, yes
1: yeah we started using that earlier this year um so um we actually use a thing called attentive. uh, If you're familiar with that, that one Um, we've tried a couple different ones over the last year, but we really like the attentive um, kind of platform. Mm -hmm. I would say Daniel, like the answer is yes, but we're not, we're definitely not utilizing it to the maximum that we probably could or should yet. I think for us, what we, what we found over the last probably year and a half or two was our email marketing wasn't right. And so we had to get that right first. And then we were like, okay, now that, excuse me, now that that's in a better spot, then we'll do SMS. But yeah, man, it seems it works really well. Like we don't, we haven't, you know, we started using it earlier this year and uh, we're doing more, trying to do more and more campaigns and, and doing things like that. It works. The conversion on that is much higher from what I've seen. Um, yeah. Makes yeah. makes more sense. People are looking at their phones. Like you, you look at a text message. Yeah every time basically right and so the open rate what has got to be super high (laughs) so um anyway i I see us doing more and more sms
0: yeah i i totally agree and i think uh people would buy from email as well but the only thing is that the inbox is full of you know emails nowadays
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: that text uh that inbox i mean their phone is is still not um and yeah, like ninety, ninety nine, ninety ninety five percent of text messages are read by people. Yeah, it is 15 percent. Mm. Cannot get do, do that with ads yep. or, or with email. Yep. So yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna end up being a channel we focus more and more on. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, in the coming years, is is building that out. I like the idea too of it. It's it seems more. I I follow a few brands actually. This hat right here. Let's see this little, it's like called the melon shout out to melon. This hat, this brand is freaking amazing. They're my favorite hat, but they do such a good job on marketing, email marketing, SMS marketing. And I'm like, I want to do what they do. Like they're freaking good at this stuff. And so, um, anytime they send me something like a new launch, I'm like, Oh, I got to check this out. Like it's I'm, I'm sucked in. Yeah. So I know it works. I know it works. <laughs> we just yeah. got to do better at it, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you are uh, more educated in this uh, topic because most business owners I talk to, they say that uh, I don't buy from email, I don't buy from SMS, so I'm sure other people, they don't do it either. But that's no far way.
1: It's far from the truth. Absolutely. Well, we have to figure out the right, you know, it's a... we're we're only a few years so we're 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 still learning so much about our customers about our products and and kind of where we fit um we sell journals you know we sell keepsake journals and memory books and things like that we don't sell we don't sell apparel we don't sell hats and, and you know it's a different product and it's a different kind of buying experience i think and so um anyway we're trying to like we're trying to understand exactly how that works because we don't want to bombard. That was our concern was as a team. Like we don't want to bombard people with, with email stuff yeah. or SMS and things like that because we don't want to be an annoying, <laughs> an annoying yeah. brand, you know, that people are unsubscribing to us left and right. Cause we're like sending them text messages every day. They don't need to know about that. They don't need that, you know? Yeah. So there's just so many things that we're learning over time you know um around some of those especially pieces like sms and cadence and what do we send and when do we send and all that stuff so more yeah. more to learn
0: yeah yeah the good thing is about the good thing uh, is about these tools that everything can be tracked and measured yeah so yep. you can see who open and, and read and click and who don't yep. and just exclude those people so
1: yeah exactly
0: i, I always tell this to business owners who are afraid. Because I, I, I agree that you shouldn't be annoying, but, it, you know, if we don't send these messages blindly, we can check who is interested, who, who yeah, who's been interested so far and, uh, yeah, who to target, who we shouldn't target, so, yeah.
1: Absolutely, man. Um,
0: so I know... Um, I can see two approaches uh, from you know at e-commerce businesses. One is that they uh, want to keep everything in house and they even hire employees. That's one approach. And the leaner approach when uh, maybe there are only the founders or a few managers and they hire you know agencies and and specialists for each uh, marketing channel. And uh, I wonder, uh, but you already yeah. said, so yeah that's
1: a that's a great question honestly and i'd I'd love to speak to it i mean here we went on a couple things like for us as a as a ownership of duncan and stone we have four owners and from day one we've we've said that we really don't want to take no one. we're not going to give away any equity of our business or any like ownership of our business that's that's definitely not the plan um so that 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 has been the case from day one. But what we've learned, I went through a journey, you know, over the last probably couple of years, especially in 20, 20, 2022, as I was jumping on in the business full time. For me, it was really interesting because when I came on as the first like full time employee for our business was me, and what I found was that it it sucked, man. It was so hard being like an owner, operator, I was doing fulfillment for a lot of our products, not Amazon, but everything else was fulfillment. And I was just, dude, I was overwhelmed in 2021. And so was one of my co-founders, Sarah, who's our creative director. She's the one that's the marketing brains behind everything do. So we, by the end of that year, going into 2022, we were like, this is not going to work. Like we cannot, this is an unsustainable, business for us, because everything that we do is like based on us and the output that we were doing. So we had no real strategy or game plan around outsourcing contractors, specialists, anything like that, we were using some people, but it was just bad, like everything was out of sorts. Now, I had a, a friend of mine was was working with me directly for as an executive coach during 2022. And basically said, man, you you have you can either have control or you can have growth you can't have both like Mm -hmm. are you going to want to grow if you're going to want to grow you need to release some control of all these aspects of your business and i was like dude light bulb moment like that's it like i can't i can't we can't do both and that's what we were trying to do um and so basically daniel we went through a process of like just getting very tactical of what are all the specific like things that we were doing and then we started taking those one by one and prioritizing them to say, OK, Sarah, you're doing email marketing. You're not really that good at it, honestly. So like we got to get that fixed. Boom. And like we just spent just over the last year and a half just finding, you know, specialists, experts that are way better than us, way better. Like people like you that could take over all of the uh, some areas of our business and do it way better than us it's like a win-win because ultimately it grows our business and increases revenue and it takes things off of our plate. So we're i hope I'm answering your question in some way, but like for us the the long-term vision hasn't changed a lot as we want to continue to own everything and and outsource as much as we can. Like i would love, you know, that whatever that what's the the uh, book 4-hour work week or whatever that that idea is is like that's definitely not what we're doing because <laughs> we. Uh, I wish, but it's it's a great idea. Like in theory, I would love to manage and, and, and own that and outsource to specialists who are taking those things and and growing them. And we're just operating as as kind of the manager of those things. Right. That would be awesome. That's kind of the dream scenario for us over time. Um, but there's certain things like for our team we create everything that we, we sell and that's out there for Duncan and stone is created by us It's Sarah and Stephanie. They are the creators, writers of the product, designers of the product, everything, every little uh, piece of it. We're not going to outsource that. So she's, there's certain, there's certain things that she's going, yeah. Hey, I'm not going to let somebody else do that. Um, so, so we're, we're constantly kind of tweaking it and looking at it, but I hope that, I hope that answers your question. I think for us, it was like, we just had to we had to hit those like kind of ceilings as we continued to grow if that makes sense like we didn't immediately start day 1 by hey we need to outsource this and this we had no money we had no revenue so it was like i don't want to be in debt we didn't want to have a you know we wanted a profit first business you know early on and so that's kind of how we built it and then we just had to fill the the tension and pressure over time of like Oh, shoot. Like, we gotta fix these areas.
0: Hey, Budai Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. And if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic. So it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Yeah, that's a great way how your uh, friend put it. I. <laughs> <laughs> growth person, good. It's so good. Yeah. But also, I think uh, the four-hour week is not really possible when you launch a new business. Maybe if you have several businesses, you can already do that. But
1: yep. you know,
0: if you want to grow, you have to invest your time in it for a long time period. So it's yeah, not I like that. just hire experts. I mean, you can do it, but then you won't really grow. That's yep. my experience.
1: Yeah, You're- and I, I, I totally agree with you, but also... I think in, in some way, what we really wanted to under we wanted to understand how our business worked. And so for us, we, we have started everything we were involved in the whole process as far as yeah. building it. And I that was and not everybody probably has that mentality. But at least for our team, we did. Because we wanted to understand it, we wanted to understand how our business worked, like the nuts yeah. and bolts of it, how all of the, the fulfillment, the website, the ads, the marketing, all these aspects. I wanted to understand that. Now I know I'm not an expert in all these things. And so I would rather let the experts do the work they know how to do. um, But at least I have some understanding of it, you know, and I'm sure there's, there's plenty of businesses right out there. that are like, you could start, if you had an idea, you wouldn't have to know anything. You say, Hey, I got this idea, go run with it, whoever, you know, and I'm just going to own this thing. That's, that's, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, you know, but for us, it was like, that that was that was really not in the cards especially as a family-run business you know for us it was like we're all in this together you know uh so anyway
0: yeah 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 and uh i think you have to have a basic understanding like what is important for email marketing and for ads and you know different areas yeah at least you know what the yeah. What, what are the important KPIs? What are the red flags? So you should have a basic understanding of each field. Yeah. Yeah. And it's your business, even if you don't manage that.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. That's true.
0: Yeah. So you are a family business and uh, yeah. So what What are your thoughts on this? What are the pros and cons? Oh, I mean, that's a good. The first. Oh,
1: first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a good question, man. That's a good question. Um. And it was one that we really wrestled with um, as, as we were thinking about starting a business together with some of our, some of our best friends, I was, we were all just wanted to do it the right way. Like I wanted, I was hesitant about it because I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin a friendship and a relationship over, over this, you know? And so um, we were, we were very like, you know, cautious, I guess you could say, and just very yeah. like, we're talking, we talked a ton about it early on as far as roles and clarity. we tried to get as clear. We, we obviously set up when we set up our business for, you know, in 2019, we're working with a lawyer. We're getting all the like legal pieces taken care of because we wanted it to be clear, like what we're signing up for. You know, we didn't want two years in to be like, people are asking questions about this and that, and we're having fights, you know? So, um, so it was it's it's a very like interesting situation i don't know if it's unique i mean i'm sure there's probably plenty of family run businesses or or spouse run businesses out there right but for me me and stephanie being married i wasn't we had actually done some work together in the past you know so like we we had some history of working together and so it was it was less in concern about it for for us in our household it was more like a friendship you know dynamic uh with with our Friends and founders so
0: yeah yeah
1: but it's i mean the pro to answer your question pros and cons there's a lot of great pro like for us it's very convenient man like it really is like we're see these are some of our best friends that we're doing life with and it's it's easy to talk about the business to be involved in the business together and and we're the communication is very like open and good and healthy but the, also the con is very similar to that because it can become an like. Just take over like our relationship is now just our business right and so we've had to we've had to set like just make sure we're having good boundaries around when we're hanging out we're just hanging out as friends like most of the time we're not talking about the business if we're hanging out with them and our kids are playing you know we're we're talking about other stuff right so you know there's a there's a con con potential con of like it just becomes a all-consuming type of thing you know um but we we tried to. There's times that it's be, that's better, and sometimes it's you know it's not. Especially during busy seasons, it's like shoot, like right now it's like holiday season. <laughs> We're like, oh shoot, <laughs> what's oh, happening? We're non-stop. talking about the business nonstop. Like, what are we doing? Making sure everything's going right,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's me let me give a shout out. So mm-hmm, for sure, I have a book here. Yeah, and uh, Steve. Steve Chow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Family first entrepreneur, and actually, he gave me this book uh, in my in Fort Lauderdale
1: when oh, I do. That's uh, awesome
0: at his event. Earlier yeah, here. and uh, sounds like you have a great relationship and you don't have <laughs> issues with this. But I know, unfortunately, it's not the case with every entrepreneur. So yeah. I uh, really recommend this book because uh, Steve and uh, his wife they also had challenging times with their e-commerce business. Mm. And, uh, I think they run this for 10 years now and um, they are really successful with it. They they live in a great house and have a yeah. great family. But uh, yeah, they had a few challenging years and he shares all his experiences in this book. So that's awesome, um, man. I, I have I,
1: heard, I've, I've heard about, that's a great shout out, man. Have you, is it a good book?
0: Yeah, I I really really recommend this. And uh, I don't have a family, you know, like kids Mm or a wife. But uh, I learned a lot from this. And this became a uh, Wall Street uh, Journal bestseller. Oh, wow.
1: That's awesome, man. That's really great. I've listened to to that guy, a handful of podcasts uh, that uh, I've I've listened to Steve quite a bit, actually, over the last year. Mm -hmm. I haven't read the book, actually, but I'm going to.
0: Yeah, he's a great guy. I went to his Yeah, event it seems like it. And uh, he was in the podcast as well, so probably I oh, think Awesome. In the awesome, man. Well. That's
1: great. That's great.
0: So, I have one more question to you. Mm-hmm. So, what would be your number one tip to other e-commerce business owners who are let's say who are in a similar situation as you and your family was 4 mm-hmm. or 5 years ago?
1: Yep. That's a good question, man. Oh, put me on the spot, Daniel. Um, I like that question. The number one tip I would say is the for, for me, trying to distinguish yourself away from the business as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like I, I – and I say this from experience of not doing that well. Like when I launched – stepped in full time to Dunkin' mm-hmm. Stone – what I found was the most challenging I let at the end of that year, I was like, this is a bad decision. This is not a good decision. This is this is not what I signed up for. You know, I was not prepared for what what happened. And I think the main issue with it was, I had no separation of my life, who I was health and like, you know, my, my, myself versus the business. And so it, um, I think it's challenging. I think I got caught, I wrapped up into the success of our brand, what we were doing, where we were going, like it just kind of became this unhealthy, you know, all consuming sort of mentality. And so I would say that to me, that's probably the most impactful, you know, thing that I I wish somebody would step, would have step, you know, in with me and said, okay, let's work on separating those things as much as you can, yeah. you know, doesn't mean you like people who are starting their own business. I think most of the time, they're not going to need to be challenged to, to hustle and, and grind and go for it. Right. Especially if you're passionate about it, yeah. you almost need the, the, the opposite of that of like, okay, like slow down, take it easy. You know, uh, uh some of those other aspects of, of, of that. Cause I was like, Dude, I, at the end of the at the end of twenty one, I was like, "I'm out. I'm out on." Run. I love the idea of running a business. I don't want to work for the business. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had to learn that firsthand. The the challenges of of you know not having a real healthy mindset of how it all works. If that makes and sense,
0: became your identity,
1: right? And for sure, it did.
0: I had the in, a, same- in a lot of ways. I had the same around twenty. 20- 18, 19 when I started my company and Mm -hmm. probably it's natural when you start a business, especially your first business, I don't know, uh, because you put so much work into it, like probably you never done it before with anything else. Yeah. Uh, So maybe it's natural, I I don't know. But actually, not just for you, but even for the business, I think it's better if you separate these two, yourself and the business because, uh, and of course I think most people understand why it's uh, healthy if you do it uh, for yourself, but it's also healthy for your business because uh, you can see the big picture if uh, yep. you, you, you separate the two things. You go for a holiday for one, two weeks, and then you enjoy that, you come back, okay, so how is the business? Yeah. Let's yep. check. Yeah, uh, you don't always think about it about for sure. It
1: well, it kind of makes sense. I know you don't have kids, uh, uh, Daniel, and but we have three. We have three boys, but it's very. I think that the analogy of a business, especially a startup business, or is kind of like a baby. It's that I know yeah. that it's people can describe it like that. This is my baby, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I think it really works because. As you're growing, as you have a baby, you're taking care of that baby. That baby depends on you. Yeah. The the, the have to feel <laughs> It is time. your identity. Like yeah. if you don't take care of that baby, it's not going to make it, right? So yeah. it's the same. But as they as it gets older, you have to give it more and more. It becomes its own thing, right? And so yeah. I agree with you. It's I look back at the times of early on and go, I think it was just part of starting a business. You know, a lot of it. Now we probably could have done it in a better way most of the time, but some of it you're just it is what it is and then over time you got to release that and continue to give more and more kind of freedom yeah. to the the kid you know to become yeah. its own thing yeah yeah exactly to survive, it, hey, survive. hey to survive does it I, it's a simple concept doesn't necessarily mean it's easy all the time to do that yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. but
0: anyway it's, not, it's sure. not easy
1: but you know it's funny like you, I think that we're all our own worst you know critics most of the time you know when our business and life it's like I look at my kids now and they're they're 12, nine and six and I'm like I think that we're doing okay. I think that they're like you know, like they're out there doing stuff you know so maybe we're not screwing everything up <laughs> so
0: yeah so these are the final words for today yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wish everyone that you can separate the business from your own identity and, uh, yeah, that will help uh, everyone. Thank you, Garrett, for sharing your story. If anyone wants to find your products, where they should go?
1: Yeah, go to our website. That's the best place. Um, Duncanandstone.com. All spelled out. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. I enjoyed the conversation. Hope it was helpful to somebody, you know.
0: Amazing. Thanks for joining and... Thanks uh, everyone who listened to us. I will put the link into the description and uh, I will add the link of this book as well. And also one more link from my company. So we collected the top 100 email templates that we sent out in the past few years. We Sent out almost half a billion emails for our clients. And we got the top 100 to download. So check out that link as well. And thanks again, everyone. Have a great day. See you guys.